There is a space where you are all you need, where you are all you want. All there is is here. Welcome to the Source Connection, conversations about who we truly are, the possibilities of creation and the new earth we are birthing, with your hosts, Tara Long and Liz B. Hello, everyone. Welcome to one more episode of The Source Connection. Some people call me Liz B. I'm here with my co-host, who some people call Tara Lung. And um, yeah, let's take a moment. I'd like to do something different today where you will be looking at yourself in the mirror. So if you're in your car and you can... um, if you're just hanging out in your car listening or if you're at home, go find a mirror and um, we're just going to do some eye gazing into our own eyes in silence, breathing long and deep. So as you look to the mirror, as you see this avatar of yourself, just find your left eye and just gaze into it as you breathe long and deep. Just noticing what comes up. Just deepening the breath, making the exhales a little longer than the inhales.
Noticing how easy or how hard it could be to maintain this gaze. Now keep your eyes open in the gaze and take a deep inhale. And as you exhale, start beaming love through your eyes to yourself. And just continue this pulsating waves of love and acceptance. Take one inhale together and close our eyes. Just pause that breath and just shake your arms. Bring them up overhead and just shake, 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 shake as you hold the breath. And exhale. <sighs> hmm. What shape shift? Yeah. So, so interesting. Looking at your face, like, oh, is that my face? It's my face, huh? <laughs> like in a good way, just like, oh, wow. Oh, to start to lose track of the face and it yeah. starts to become something else. And then it's mm -hmm. interesting. Yeah, like it's not really you, right? So it's just, yeah, yeah. it's just like a, huh, it's so interesting. I was getting sleepy too. I wanted to, I was like, oh, I just want to close my eyes right now. <laughs> I used, when I was actively um, leading circles, I used to always start with this exercise, but we would do it with each other. And some people yeah. got real uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. They were like, oh, do that again. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. It's just such a reflection. Like immediately you're like, oh. Another thing that um, my friend Isaac was telling me the other day that he went, he's going to this, I want to say, he didn't give a name, but I think it's similar to authentic relating games and dynamics where, you know, groups play together. And he said that um, one of the first exercises was to find the person in the group who would give you the most charge and go straight to their face and tell you what you were, and tell them what you think. <laughs> 
uncomfortable, like anything, right? But the per- the person the wife charge, yeah. And you just straight up just go. And he said that one of the guys went to like the person who leads. You think all the spiritual shit. You think you're better than everybody. <laughs> and then you say it. You let it all out. And then you point back at yourself and you just sit there with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How does that? Yeah. How is it mirroring back to me? Mm. Yes. <laughs> powerful i could see how that could be go either way you know <laughs> with people but yeah it's just yeah but how cool is it to be in a space where you actually get to do that but yeah we're safe would, yeah immediately i got in my head of like what if somebody says something really hurtful and then somebody can get over it or if it's something that is really uncomfortable not hurtful but uncomfortable to handle right but yeah. then the whole process is to recognize that that's more about whoever said it than yeah. you, right. you know, their own perception right. and their own stories and all of that. And so, yeah, no. And like, that's why I said it could go either way. It could be very cathartic and healing and helpful, but it could also really trigger someone and create more trauma in them around something they already have trauma around. That could also happen. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. Like it's, it's kind of like going into that consenting completely. Like I know this could create more in me and I'm willing to, you know, Lean. take that on and look at it. Cause yeah. Cause that's a fine line. That's a fine line. Mm-hmm. And trusting that everybody can handle themselves. Right. Yeah. Right. Because maybe someone's just going to be like, oh. you know, <laughs> you just don't know. You just do not know. I was like, I don't know if I'm ready for that yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, right. If you got to know yourself, like, can I, yeah, handle whatever that, I mean, because you don't really, I guess you wouldn't even know until you, you were know, there. It happens and then you're there and you're in it. And at yeah. the same time, it's a bunch of people you don't know. Right. Right. So how cathartic can that be of just having that kind of experience? Some random person. Yeah. If, in whatever way it's coming up for you, it's like just, just complete rawness in that moment. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yep. 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 Good stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Would you go to a group like that? Would you go to a meeting where they were like, all right, this is what we're going to do. Yeah. If I felt that there was value in it, you know, if I felt in the moment that, Oh, I really, this something I really like at this point in my life, I don't necessarily feel that, Ooh, yeah, I've got some shit in me that I need to really get out. I really need to, you know what I mean? Like, I don't think I would seek it out to think, Oh, it's really going to give me something. But if suddenly someone said, Hey, let's do this exercise. I'd be like, okay, sure. Yeah. Why not? You know, <laughs> totally. Yeah. Just depends. Depends on the circumstance, I suppose, you know? Yeah. I hear you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I used to like catch me a few years ago, be like, hell yeah, let's just get it, do it all and, you know, fuck <laughs> our emotions and who cares how you feel about it. It's what needs to be done. And, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but now I'm like, oh, I feel a little more balanced and like <laughs> my approach. <laughs> I actually, more balanced. I'm so. 
Yeah, I feel great about myself. I mean, there's a more of a softness, right? Like we talked about with Tom last week. Like there's so much more of a softness where those rough edges are very helpful sometimes, but not in every case and not with every person and not all the time. So I think it's about reading that in someone and seeing, you know, intuitively is this, yeah, so. Yeah, to come through and what wants through, Yeah. yeah. And is it serving, really serving, or is it just our ego wanting to say something because mm-hmm. we feel that that would be the best thing for that person? Right. <laughs> Versus like, yeah. Versus what do we really know it's the yeah. best for yeah. whoever the person is. Right. Mm. Ooh, juicy. You want to quote, not verbatim but jordan peterson again where he says girl asks him about the troubles that her generation's facing with climate (laughs) and he says oh i think you should learn how to clean your own room first Mm -hmm. there you are there's a bunch of people trying to you know thinking that they can fix the world they cannot even keep their own rooms tidy and clean and and right. to me, such a metaphor, yeah. you know, for like the internal work of really like knowing yourself and knowing your spaces and, and then moving from that space into how can I share the gift of me with the world, right? How can I make art with life and all of that? And so it was just such a different approach. Yeah. Yeah, that um, that metaphor of clean your own room, you know, it is true. We've got, it's, even at the beginning, two years ago, it was very much like, okay, so even if there is some thing out there that's coming to get you, like, are you, how are you set up for that? You know, physically, mentally, emotionally, like, it's all on you, right? It still isn't some external thing that's coming to get you. It's like, how are you responding? So that's all. That's, yeah, that's it. That's life. Clean your own room, guys. Clean your own room. Radical responsibility. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. With compassion, of course. It's, yeah. Yeah. With softness. With softness. Yeah. But, but when I, even when I say radical responsibility, it's just that commitment, right? The word radical to me is a commitment to dip deep commitment to honesty and and responsibility, knowing that I am responsible. Yeah. I only have control over myself. Yeah. If even. And so um, just resting in that spot. Yeah. And there comes the joy of freedom. Yeah. My freedom. Yeah. Owning yourself, right? Self-governance and just all of that good, yummy stuff. Mm. We've been so weaponized against. Yeah. Right. You're not smart enough to take care of yourself. So we'll do it for you. <laughs> all right. You don't know really about that. You really don't know about your body. You really don't know about your money stuff or like you really don't know any of that. So we'll just go ahead and take care of it for you. We'll take <laughs> it. Do anything. Not even think anymore. How no. wonderful. Oh, 
No critical thinking even required. I mean, isn't that great? Like, what? you're going to hurt your head. <laughs> <laughs> it gives you migraines. <laughs> yeah, that's why you have migraines. It's because you're thinking too much for yourself. And if, and also, if it's too hot, it can give you a heart attack. And if it's too hot, <laughs> it also can give you a heart attack. So I'm sorry, poor you. Just, oh. just all these things. All, cl- all the things. Thi- and climate change is actually what's causing your illness. Yeah. Do yeah. you know, do you know that, that a doctor, I think in Canada, created that quote unquote diagnosis? Climate change syndrome. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think that may be called watching too much mainstream media. <laughs> yeah. It's like, okay, let me let me ask you a few questions. Um, have you been drinking water? Okay. Have you taken any prescription? Okay. How much mainstream media have you been watching? Oh, how many hours a day? A week. Okay, let me do the math. Yeah. I think you got climate change syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, for F's sakes, man, like that, that's a, anyway, that's a whole nother, <laughs> that's just like some things I hear and I'm just like, I, I don't even have a word. I don't even have any, I just don't know. I can't. <laughs> well, I think once you lift, it's the wizard of Oz. Once you pull the curtain and you look yeah. back, everything you see has that tone and that color. Yeah. And- Sometimes it's real hard to take something seriously. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. Like, who are you talking to? <laughs> who are you talking to? Who are you telling they have climate change syndrome, man? And then what? Okay, so here's what is the what is the um, treatment for climate change syndrome? If we're inevitably in a decline of our, I mean, the world and we're all going to be flooded and dead in like 10 years. And I mean, what's, what are you going to do? Meanwhile, all this climate change um, advocates are buying houses and mansions right, right by the water where the water is going to rise. Yeah. All of them, because they will sacrifice themselves. Yes. In the name of, you know, but maybe they will come up with. A jabby jab for climate change. Oh, yeah. that Actually, that's a great treatment for that. Let's just go ahead and do that. Right? Hey, guys, do you hear just us? Climate change syndrome with, with the jibbity jab, wabbity wab. With the wackity whack, schmackity. I mean, <laughs> just they're doing it for everything else, so you might as well. Just eat the cookie. <laughs> just eat it. What's in it? It doesn't matter. Doesn't it's matter. good. It's good for you and it tastes good yummy. For you. It's safe and it's effective. Just and eat it's the effective. Don't mind the uh, arsenic or whatever. I mean, that's no biggie. It's like lead. No deal. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> it tastes good. Oh, it tastes good. For 15 minutes after we, you eat it, just so we can keep an eye on you. Just yeah. stick to peanuts or something. Right. But it's, it's highly unlikely. Yeah. Yeah. Those things never happen, but just, just in case. Yeah, just in case. Never. They never happen. Never happen. Yeah. And if they do, it's climate change. <laughs> <laughs> Ali, uh, in well today. You what? What'd you say? 
alive and well. Yes. Yes. You, you've been saying that this week. Tell me about it. Kali is alive and well. Tell me. Well, alive and well. It's just so interesting to contemplate what we're going through and to know that there's this big death space, right? Of so much of what we thought was life and reality and the operation, the mechanics of this experience. And there's just so much just falling away. And it, it really feels good to look at the fire mm. and soothe yourself just by looking at it. There's nothing to do necessarily with the fire, but just to watch it burn, to watch it just do yeah. that transmuting process, you know? Yeah. And then to also have a hand in throwing some stuff in the fire. <laughs> yeah and and just to i mean like obviously we're taking the piss a lot today which is awesome it's super fun um but yeah like uh, some of the memes that you're posting this week the poo one just what day is it poo today's today poo <laughs> so. it's the day we burn this motherfucker to the ground. <laughs> My Good favorite day. day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so, so good, right? Oh, that was so good. The little like tree. Yeah, he's just like, like, um, like mm, kind of this little bowl of honey. Like, what day is it? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh, Thank goodness for memes. Thank. God for memes these times. Like if there's nothing else happening, at least we yeah. have the memes. <laughs> I have a few memes channel that I follow just for that comic relief and just yeah. think that and we touched upon that with Tom last week, like the sarcasm, right? And there's a place for that kind of stuff. And to me, it's generally my own pressure relief. Mm. I can just open a little bit and just you know because when we're really paying attention there is a depth in the level of he, just human suffering that's yeah unavoidable yep yeah it is in that i mean laughing about things even though th even though they're things that do cause extreme amount of heartache yeah but to laugh about them, it's there's some unity or some like shared experience. I mean, even if it's just us laughing together, you know, there's a time and a place, obviously, for all of that. But I think our podcast is actually an amazing place to, <laughs> to do that. <laughs> and yeah, I think that also. Oh, there is a, an ability to also see the play for the play, right? That we all come here and the mm -hmm. characters that we play and yeah. how we interact and all of that. And, and there's a little bit of relief when you have a grander idea about you and what, yeah. what really is going on in the depths of you and your existence throughout the multi-space and all of yeah. that. So um, there's a, a healthy, I think, detachment. Yeah. 
And that's, and when you can laugh about it, you know, that that is in, in play, you know, that healthy detachment of being able to zoom out and have a bigger perspective, you know, and then we can, we can laugh. Somebody did a video. It was, it was a, he's, I think he's a comedian. I've never seen him in, it was a kind of like a tweeter headquarters background. And he said, hi, my name is such and such. I'm a programmer with Twitter. And I, I'm here to express that if Elon Musk buys Twitter, my job's at risk. And he did this whole thing. And it was a satire, but people were commenting like, I don't know if this is real or not. And so, you know, we really are the precipice when yes. you don't even really know, right? Is this real? Or is this a joke? Yeah. Because it could really, really go either way. Like the climate change diagnosis. Like, is that a real thing or is that a joke? It's no, it's a guy who actually did that as a real thing, but it could easily be. Yeah. A joke. <clears throat> Our perceptions of it. And it's yeah. that knowing that we are living such different experiences from one another. Mm. Yeah. Right. So when somebody says, well, this isn't real, well, it might as well be real for somebody else. Sure. Yeah. And it's so real to them, yeah. right? But yeah. what is the arguing certain things? Because it's yeah. like some level we're choosing the experience. Yeah. And so if chooses that to be a part of their experience, okay. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. You right. Know. We get to choose. We get to what choose. We get to choose. And we keep on choosing and it keeps unfolding. Yeah. And we keep seeing, you know, the different choices and the results of the different choices, just the natural progression of different choosing. Mm. Yes. I just have to say, I'm looking out, you know, my uh, sort of office here, I'm looking out. And just in the last few days, it's spring, right? Spring is springing here. And the trees just suddenly, now they all have leaves on them. And it's oh. so bright and vibrant. And the green is almost like a neon green. Mm. Yeah, you know, it's, it's that, like that first sprouting that's bright. Oh, it's so bright. I'm looking out like, is this real? <laughs> it um. is. <laughs> It's so beautiful. Anyway, I just have to share that with everyone because if you don't have the green where you are or spring or rain or whatever, I'm sending you some Tennessee lushness. That's what my friend here was saying. She's like, oh, just wait till like June. It's like, um, it's like the Shire, you know, on uh, Lord of the Rings. Oh, it's like that lush, you know, oh. it's, it's moist and it's, it's, it's different. It's, there's, um, Oh my God, I'm trying to find the word to explain it. What keeps coming is jungle, but it's not the word I'm looking mm. for. But it's this very alive forest that has moist when you touch it. It has fungi. It has, it's just yeah, pulsating. It pulses. Yes, yes, it's just vibrating. Live, you know. Yes. Mm. Yeah, that's what it feels like here now. It's just so alive. Just love that about experiencing the seasons again, which yeah. I didn't for like 13 years. No, really no seasons. Hawaii, California. And now it's like, oh, 
<laughs> it's worth the wait, you know, it's like, it's worth the wait to experience this. I think it also puts us in touch with the seasons of ourselves, right? In yeah. places like here where it's Groundhog Day and it's kind of wake up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's the, it's the sun. <laughs> it's the same thing. The same thing. Like, I feel like it's a different space how do you cultivate how do you prepare because when you're in touch with those seasons you know if you're going to plant something it's mm -hmm. time you have to let it grow then you see it sprouting and it's the same with life projects and ideas and relationships and just everything and we i think that when you don't have that so vividly it's easy to kind of lose touch yeah. and just on the same pace yep oh yeah experienced that for many years and now like the winter here was very quiet you know, there wasn't a lot of go going on, a lot of activity, like with me or anything. It was just like quiet and hibernating. And now, oh my gosh, this past month, I've had like two visitors and, you know, in my home and just all these events going on and, oh, we're going here. Oh, let's do that. And, you know, to the point where yesterday I'm like, oh, I think I need a little, just a little break. <laughs> my nervous system's like, which is great. But then it's like that balance, right? So does yeah. it have climate change, especially oh, when right. you're seeing the seasons like that? You never know when something pop up and throw. It's gonna hit me and be like, "Oh, I got climate change syndrome, you guys." And for the curious minds out there, if you want a good um, investigative journalistic report on the origins of climate change find James Corbett, the Corbett Report, yes. and he has a, um, he has a, a I want to say, it's not a series, it's a, a thing, um, it's called When Big Oil Conquered the World, and that will, mm. okay, I'm going to write that down, well, yeah, if you write it down, I'll find the right name, but it's, we'll link it up, yeah, it's Big Oil Conquered the World, or something along the lines, and that may teach you a thing or two. Yeah. You know, it's so interesting too, like that, how the name changes with like the times, you know, it used to be um, global warming. Mm -hmm. Right. And now it's may have been a few other things, but now it's, we're, we're stuck with climate change, but yeah, it's just super interesting. Maybe nothing is as he thought. Maybe. Yeah. And to, again, we're talking about the rhythms of nature, right? What if nature also in the, large picture our planet as its own nature and as its own being head cycles and um yeah. different um things that it went through right where it it got mm -hmm. warm for periods of time or it got colder for other periods of time or it yeah. felt more contracted or more expensive yeah. and all of that not to say that <clears throat> we shouldn't be aware and attentive right. to how we're using our resources of course we should absolutely. always absolutely yes and with that responsibility comes you know right action and all of that yeah. um it's just peeking behind the curtains and just seeing what what else is in here yeah what else yeah i think i think it was tom actually tom barnett we can when we say tom that's who we mean we just interviewed him last week but you guys have probably already seen by now but um the difference between nature and environment when we use those words. So environment is very much like there's a separation, 
And we're talking about the environment, what we need to do for it and how to save it. And, you know, it's, it's that climate change sort of agenda, if you will, versus nature is Mm -hmm. us, right? So there's no separation there. So then we can fully, fully embody and feel like when we feel that there's no impetus naturally Mm -hmm. to want to harm what we are, to want to harm mother earth and nature. We're not going to throw trash out. We're not going to you know, go and, and just like bulldoze a bunch of trees. And so we can put our house up, we're going to work, we're going to go, oh, our house can go here, you know, in amidst the tree or whatever, we're not just gonna, so it's very different. So maybe that's a, you know, curiosity too, to explore is that difference in, in you. And is that a felt thing for you? Yeah. I love that. Yeah. As we come back to our own and true nature, it's inevitable to feel that connection and the interwoving of the fabric of life in in, in everything. And we've talked about it here many times of when you really find yourself in that knowingness of that, there is no need or desire to harm another. Mm For the sake of harming or creating trauma or oppression or any of that. And so I remember jokingly saying in 2020 when we had the riots and the, the BLM and just yeah. the whole engineering um, period where it was just really intense. What if everyone, instead of going out, everyone sat and meditated? Mm-hmm. Everyone stayed in their homes and meditated. I always had this idea of like, what would that be like? Yeah. How, how much could we change if everyone all of a sudden saw something outwardly and they said, let me go inside and tap into what's, what's this asking of me right now? What is the world needing? Yeah. Right now? Like how much different would things be? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And asking the question, what's really going on here? What's what, you know, like when, when we're quiet and we're silent, we can tune into our own because all the answers are there. If you, you know, turn off the mainstream news and if you're not connected to that, because that'll influence you big time. Right. But if you really, truly just go within and what's, is the, does it feel right? You know, what's, what are other possibilities here and all of that. Yeah. Yeah, would have been would be different, wouldn't it? Yeah, it's almost like we don't have enough spaces to. We're talking about Kali being alive and well. How many spaces do we have to really let it burn and to actively participate in that burning of our own energies and our own grievances and our own stuff? And how much of that is suppressed? And then anything that presents itself as an opportunity then turns into being the excuse for all of this destruction all of whatever it is that really get integrated in our own bodies Mm. yeah it's a very different experience i so a friend that was here um staying in my house for a few days for like four days she is from portland oregon or she's lived there for a few years anyway and she kind of moved there right before the the thing And then, um, you know, lived pretty close to just in the middle of the city, what have you. And she said, during all of that, the BLM stuff, like 
the riots and the destruction was so horrible that now, I mean, things have been decimated. And I've seen that in Minneapolis too, where I'm from, you know, in in South Minneapolis. Um, And now she hears on a daily basis, gunshots in her neighborhood. And that was never, ever the case, like in the middle of Portland, you know, and I'm, and just like, even if, you know, and there was the whole thing like, yes, okay, they should be allowed to like protest and do their thing. They'll get, they'll get it all out or that, you know, it's their retribution for years of whatever centuries. But I'm just thinking, this is where you live. Like, this is your community. This is your home. And now you've destroyed it. Wasn't that the plan all along? Yeah, of course it was. Of course it was. But for someone to think, that's what I mean by going inward, does this seem right? Like the common sense of it. It doesn't make any sense that people who live in a community would destroy their community in this, for the sake of, you know, whatever the, the story is. You know, it's just, anyway, I just didn't, I had no idea that Portland was also so... Um, you know, just like that now. And so of course she's looking to move, but. Yeah. It's that, it's that disconnection of yourself and othering. Yeah. All of that. So then you can't recognize, um, men who brought Kundalini yoga to the West had a saying, he said, if you can see God in all, you can't see God at all. And just that recognition, right, of the divinity of life and the perception of the sacredness of your experience and the experiences of others as well in the big game. Um, And I feel like once you disconnect from that, it's just really easy to, because you don't think, you don't really recognize yourself anymore, you know? Yeah. You're just looking for something to... I don't know, like the world owes you, right? So it's just looking for your next thing, the next thing you can take. I don't know. Yeah. Is it? And then it's my, I get curious about what is it that somebody really feels when they feel that? What kind of pain or anger, resentment and, and I'll even go further, guilt and shame. Yeah. Of what what is it that's in there that's mm-hmm. not being integrated that needs to come out in such violent expression? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't either. But I know there's a lot in there. Yeah. To be to even be allowed to be expressed in a in a constructive way or a way that is safe for everybody. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that's not really been allowed either. So, oh yeah, that's a deep, deep topic. <laughs> that's a whole episode. And that's why, kids, we have to <laughs> do the inner work because, again, we only have control over ourselves in that way. And so it's really going within and, and asking oneself, how can I be the artist of my own life? What gifts mm. do I have that I can share? And, and finding... I don't know, can I call it deep reverence for life, for oneself, mm-hmm. others, and just all of the yumminess that just can't help but yield 
just goodness, you know, and I say goodness in the most innocent sense of the world, not the duality, but just that, like, the Mm. rich. Yeah, the value, the value of us, of you, talk about all the time. Yeah. 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 Mm. Yeah. Well, and that that we can leave, that is an invitation we can leave with you now. Yeah. This episode was fiery. Let's take a deep inhale. Yeah. Together. In through the nose. And let's side out. Ah. Let's do it a couple more times. Inhale deep. Ah. Ah. And one last time. And before we exhale, let's just suspend the breath a moment and just feel the pulsating of that prana throughout your whole being. And if you're feeling that fire in yourself too, what is it serving? How is it serving? And if you have any means, please send them on. (laughs) Send them to us. We love them. Stay warm out there, kids. Yes. Bye. Thank you. (laughs)